Welcome back to Recruiting Daily Sourcing School. We are live and in charge of HR Tech here in Las Vegas. We are in the Talent Acquisition Content Lounge. We are powered by Olio, data-driven automation recruitment. And I am joined by my esteemed colleague, the godfather of sourcing, Charlie Steckel. Yeah, he's over there. Yeah. That's the, that applause is for me. You, see, you hear the applause? People yeah, are excited definitely. about that. Uh, we've got two guests on the mic that are rocking the microphone with us. We've got Adam from the team at Olio. Adam, say hello to the good people. Hey, hey, hey. All right, that's a hey, hey, hey to the good people. And we are joined by Tafik, who I met about a year ago at, an, at another event at, at Talent Acquisition Week. He is here with his new startup, which is aiming to solve a critical problem in the talent acquisition and retention marketplace with Echo. Tafik, what's going on? What's up, what's up? All right, all right. So... Uh, to get this party started uh, quickly, right, um, I want to know, what are you guys seeing on the floor? What's the vibe today? Yeah, I think biggest vibe today is a lot more folks on the floor, both yeah. from an employer standpoint and then from a buyer standpoint, practitioners. So really that's giving, a, you know, we chatted about this a second ago, giving a really good indication of hopefully where the market's going. Uh, upwards, more folks, more interest in technology and solutions, the big word AI all around. Um, but yeah, a lot of folks compared to last year for sure. Activity, buzz. Yeah, I'm like you. I always call this the biggest recruiting event for the for the vendors, right? You come here and you change jerseys and you show up the next year with a, a different team, team logo <laughs> on. Yeah. But, but this year there's actually folks that are looking to buy, um, more practitioners as you said that I've seen. Um, and then I think you know, last year was all about it's AI again this year. AI was big last year, but you go around, it's a lot of people analytics now. Look, look at the booth that Vizier has right when you walk in, right? It's probably the biggest booth here. And so I, I see people analytics as a kind of one of the hot topics this year. Mm -hmm. All right, so as we're talking about analytics and we're talking about data, that kind of gives a good segue for both of you to kind of tell, to give like a 15 second snapshot of who you are and what you guys do. Who wants to go first and tell us a little bit about what their use case is? Yeah, so at Olio, we help organizations source, recruit, and hire talent, right? So we're an applicant tracking, CRM, and events management solution. And really, our focus is on high-volume recruitment and then financial services industry. So organizations like Amazon use us globally for their physical stores or somebody like Bank of America for their early careers. So if you have a problem with volume, call Olio. Awesome. All right, now, this is the startup pitch. This is the man, the myth, yes. the legend coming at it. He, he is challenging over here, Adam, who has, they have 30 years in the space. Tofiq, what do you got? Yeah, Adam's absolutely awesome, learning from him every day. Um, so I'm Tofiq, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Echo. And what we do is we help organizations with a frontline workforce transform word of mouth into their biggest hiring superpower, right? Typically, organizations struggle with two things when it comes to referrals on the frontline. One is employee adoption and engagement very, very small percentage of the workforce even knows about a referral program. And that's usually the biggest workforce with challenges and struggle to hire for. Nurses, warehouse associates, truck drivers. And the second thing we're solving is, you'll be surprised, a lot of large organizations, 30 and 40,000 people organizations, still track referrals on a spreadsheet, taking a lot of hours and admin time wasted and double payments and missed payments for these types of employees. So we're saying we're coming out with a solution 
that makes it very simple for the frontline employee to refer someone, hence increasing adoption and engagement, and at the same time, eliminating any manual referral tracking for the admin side. All right, so... You're deputizing your frontline workers to being like mini recruiters. Absolutely, and they are. They're really awesome. They know a lot of folks around them that can work the same job they can, but they don't know a referral program exists at their company, and this is where we step in. All right, so when I hear frontline workers, I immediately go to COVID, and I immediately think of people who were essential workers, like nurses. Use case, not a use case? Am I completely off base? What's yes. going on? That is the biggest use case. So. Frontline includes nurses, anyone in healthcare that's not sitting behind a desk, allied health, technologists, et cetera. Delivery. Delivery. Uh, retail is a big one. Hospitality is a huge one. So it's really within the area that Oleo as well operates in. All right, so you talk about hospitality. I know that there was a jobs report that came out last week on, the, on October the 6th. In that report, they cited that there were 335,000 jobs that were created. Of those 335,000 jobs, most of them were in frontline work. How many of those people do you think should have been referrals as opposed to a cold source hire? Yeah, absolutely. I think a healthy recruiting organization on the frontline should be doing at least 40 to 45% of their hires coming through referrals. The problem is today when we speak to these organizations, most of them are doing referrals around the 8 to 15% mark. I'm like, why? It's because our employees don't know about it. They can't get right? in. They or they can't, can't get in. They can't log in. They don't yeah. want to do it. They, and, the, and then you'll be surprised. So to answer your question, it's 45% at least should come through referrals. And hey, Tafik, are you guys relating this back to retention and quality of hire as well? Because as we all know, referrals yeah. are the best source. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's where we lead with. We say, hey, look, your goal as director or VP of TA is to attract talent efficiently, reduce turnover, and you reduce your time to hire. If you, if you just look at your data alone, right, referrals give you those three. So only if an organization looks at their own data, they say, oh, referrals actually stay longer, they are faster to hire, and they're just awesome hires. Okay, why don't you double down on those? And that's what we're leading with for sure, Adam. Cool, man, I think it's awesome. I met you two years ago, you were at the startup booth uh, somewhere else, yeah. and now you, you, you learned a lot, and you've come full circle now doing it yourself, man. That's, keep rocking, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Whoop. Hold on. Am I there? I'm live. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm still We're talking. We're just listening to, to a little music. I know. In the I was background. like. I was like. Jamming. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm like. Don't stop believing. Yeah. All right. So, so we've got we've got that use case, uh, particularly for frontline workers. But you mentioned the retention, or Adam, you mentioned the retention variable and the goodness and the quality of hire. How are we measuring quality of hire so that we can say a referral is more is a better quality hire? than a cold sourced or a regular or a cold sourced applicant? Yeah, great question. I think the biggest number that companies are measuring this with today is uh, reten retention. So for them, again, it could be causation or correlation, so we still don't know, but for them is if an employer, if an employee stays longer, they're a better quality of hire. You do have more sophisticated organizations who actually look at performance reviews and they have a rating for every employee and say, okay, let's see our referrals. Are they actually performing better compared to not referrals? And they're also reading that too. Yeah, I mean, because just longevity alone is not really. Yeah. <laughs> you could be hiding. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that never happens in really organizations. Good at hide. No, yeah. no, nobody ever hides in yeah, large organizations. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, they're downstairs and they want to know where their stapler but, but, is, right? But, 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 but somebody moved my stapler. Yeah. Somebody moved. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, the other thing is. I know that there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast that are recruiters 
who are thinking that they have that entrepreneurial spark to go forth and to start their own company, mm -hmm. whether it's their own agency or it's HR tech. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, how do you stay motivated every day? Because you hear the word no a lot, yeah. just like recruiters hear the word no a lot. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, going from zero to one, and I'm sure Adam knows this being of different startups as well, going from zero to one is one of the biggest and hardest challenge time of a startup. You're really looking for your first five to 10 customers that are going to believe in you as an individual and as a team and say, okay, I'm going to trust this person to work with him and give them a shot. Um, motivation's good, but I don't think it gets you to where you want to go. I really think it's just being disciplined and controlling what you could control and really trying to not think of things that you can't control. So actually, my co-founders and I did this list that said, hey, here's what we control, can control during the week. We can control how many emails we send. We can control how many cold calls we make. We can control what energy we bring to the demos. We can control qualified, disqualifying folks. We can control building a great product, doing great customer service. Here's what we can't control. We can't control people ignoring us. We can't control budget cuts. We can't control being, people being rude on the call. And every time we have a situation where something happens, I look at this list and say, is this something I can control? I can't control. If it, I can't, I just leave it. Okay, on to the next one. Uh, but it's really hard, and I always say just one domino at a time. That's what we're focusing on, one domino at a time. Is that the same advice that you would give to recruiters who are, you know, cold calling candidates? Okay, cold calling, I actually mean picking up the phone and getting on yeah. the phone. Is that the same type of advice that you'd give them? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if I cold call Adam today, and Adam gives me like, no, you know, stop calling me, closes the phone in my face, I call you next, right? If I bring that energy from Adam's call to yours, and I have this like, you know, down energy, like, hey, Brian, you know, how's it going? You're yeah. not going to feel it, but you're not going to know that I had a bad conversation with Adam. So why miss the opportunity with you just because I had a bad call previously? So that's the biggest advice I give to recruiters or really anyone. Just, you know, keep going, play the long term game. And, you know, Brian, you're best at this, building uh, your brand in, in this space. Well, I was going to say, uh, I'm sitting across the table from somebody yeah. who inspired me to kind of take the brand to the next level. So, uh, Shally, you got any thoughts on that? Well, my secret to that has always been that when you when you run into something like that, when mm. you run into a, a, a negative call, is um, make another call, yep. but not a call that has any expectations. Yep. So I usually refer to my, you know, the easiest way to do it is refer to your LinkedIn inbox and find somebody that's sent you a connection request mm -hmm. and just reach out to that person and be like, hey, I got your connection request, you know, let's, let's chat what do you do here's what i do there's no there's no negative outcome from that right mm -hmm. so at least it gets you back on the you know you're, you're back you're ending on a positive note because you don't have any expectation that you're going to close a deal and there's no possibility that they're going to reject you yep so at least you can kind of you know get back uh, up on the bike yeah i, I want to say just sort of yeah. erase the the negativity take a step back <laughs> from the keyboard take a break and come back mm -hmm. but yeah definitely don't pick up the phone and make that next call with that negative attitude. I, yeah. that, that just, that's not going to work. Yeah. You got to reset somehow. But that's my secret weapon is yeah. just call someone with no expectation. Yeah, I agree. I heard this the other day is like when you call someone, call to disqualify them, not to qualify them. And ever since I heard that, it just stuck in my head. It's like you're calling someone, you want to disqualify them. Like, hey, how's it going? You have 20 seconds and why I called. No, cool, disqualify. Or yes, awesome, you know. Just quick question, do you have an employee referral program today? Um, no, they're disqualified. Awesome, have a great day. And like, you wanna just disqualify them and get to the qualified one. 
My, right. my wife tried to yeah. disqualify me 25 years ago. She called, but it didn't, <laughs> work. It didn't work. How many times? So, yeah, <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Hey, She's so still to, trying. Yeah, yeah. To to feed, hey, tell us where you're on the life cycle of the of the business. Kind of where yep. are you in version one? Are you in beta? Kind of where, where are you guys at? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been you know working on this for about 10 months now. We've been full time for about seven months today. Um, over the past seven months, we've chosen six to seven enterprises that we that they helped helped us build and shape the product so even from like literally prototypes to sketches to just going up and beyond and very soon here we've just recently launched our v1 uh we are fully enterprise so security SOC 2 all that getting it out of the way of course but we're launching with these six to seven enterprise customers and helping them really transform their employee referral program that's awesome yep about transforming the employee referral program, mm -hmm. I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning about spreadsheets, right? Yeah. Why are, why are enterprise companies so archaic when it comes to adopting technology that is compliant? I mean, like, what, what, what's going on there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just got surprised. Like, when we came out and said, look, we want to help you transform your employee referrals, increase employee adoption. We didn't know there was this other problem as well that we're solving. It's like, oh, you're also helping the admins track right. it and automate it. Oh, how do you do it today on spreadsheets? What? You're 40,000 person organizations that yeah. you have, and they, some, they share their screen. They show me that spreadsheet. Yeah. And I look at that spreadsheet. I'm like, what? Like, Brian, there's still companies that don't have ATSs. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the word ATS, if that was on your bingo card and you were listening. Three dollars? Three dollars, you can scratch off ATS. That's spelled A-T-S. You can bet your ATS on it. That's right. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, to answer your question, I think it's just everyone, like, everyone's now focusing on the next big thing. Like, three years ago is blockchain. Now so why are they not solving the current problem that's in front of them? Exactly. And, like, okay. they're just forgetting the basic stuff. Like, get a great ATS, like Oleo. Get a great employee referral solution, shameless plug-in, like Echo. Um, get the basics out of the way, and then think AI and all that stuff. You still have to cover the basics first. Sure. Bright, shiny object syndrome. I got a question for you, though. Mm -hmm. um, is there any magic number to what an employee referral should be worth? You mean as like a bonus amount being yeah. paid? That's what I mean. Uh, there's no is it 500 bucks? Is it 727 bucks? Is it? You'll be surprised. There's ho hospitals paying up to five thousand dollars. But for does nurses. it matter? What I'm asking is, if the hospital pays five thousand or fifty five hundred or five hundred, yeah. does it really impact? So I say it's a balance between two. Uh, if you want the amount to be low, you need the experience to be easy. Okay. If huh. you want, if the experience is not easy, you want the amount to be high. Okay. If I'm gonna spend five to ten minutes. Referring someone, that may, that better be worth it. It better be like you know seven hundred fifty bucks or a thousand bucks. I'm getting. Okay. But I'm not gonna spend twenty minutes for fifty bucks. Amazon. So what's low then? I'd say that you know in the what's hourly. What's okay low? Like what's low that's still uh, okay? Two fifty, two fifty okay. to three hundred is a. So if you're gonna do it, you gotta put two hundred and fifty bucks on the table. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Laszlo Bach in Work Rules says that they did studies at Google uh -huh. that the amount doesn't matter. That's where I'm going yep. with this. But that was a while back. That's why I'm asking somebody yeah. that knows now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that yeah. was some time ago. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and that I, was Google. It was Google. And when I was at Cisco and other companies like that, I was at Google myself. Yeah. Um, it, I've noticed that there's very little impact in the amount. Yeah. In fact, what I did notice is that when the amount gets really high, you end up getting people who stop doing their job. 
<laughs> and they turn into full-time yeah. sellers. <laughs> and turn into recruiters. Yeah. 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 But so you now, you know, yeah. now what's going on? So put $250 on the table yep. minimum, and then what's high, what's high that's like the number where you really, if you get any higher than that, it's not going to impact? I'd say 5000 so, 5000 okay. is surely the number. Um, so like if you offer 10000 it's not going to get you any... Yeah, it's probably not going to give you that huge of an impact. Um, and that's also some of the data that we're excited to dig into with our first, those six, seven beta early clients that we're working with is having them test that out. So, hey, do this amount versus this amount. Are you getting difference? And just right. showing them that on their dashboard as an admin for sure. And what about the um, tax implication with employees mm -hmm. that are not full time? Yeah, good question. So sometimes it gets tricky there, but typically bonuses are paid as wages. They're just added oh, to the paycheck right. and okay. they're taxed accordingly. So over the last I don't know, no, half, good half a day today, we heard a lot about the candidate experience. Yep. So, and you just touched on the referral experience. It's got to be easy. So what? how are you guys looking at the referral experience itself? Yeah, absolutely. So today uh, with Echo, employees can refer someone by texting the word refer to 6730s and be able to refer someone in 15 seconds from there. Our text technology recognizes who they are from their phone number Excellent. as an employee, knows who they are, thanks them for engaging, asks them just a few questions, gives them a unique referral link that they can share with anyone who they want to refer. Huh. Right. That's easy. Yep. 15 seconds. Why don't yep. we have that for recruiting? Uh, because we over-engineer a lot of things and put them on spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. Spreadsheets. Yeah. Mm. Google Docs. Yeah. All right. That are not shared. That are not shared. Not shareable Google Docs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to kind of wrap this up and to bring this home, we've talked a lot about candidate experience, referral-driven experience. Mm -hmm. We've even talked about the entrepreneurial experience and the journey that you've gone through. Is there anything? I mean, now that we've we got a lot of things on the table, is there anything that you wish that we had asked you about that we didn't ask you about? Whether it's about the product or about your personal journey, what is it? Well, good question. I'd say, you know, I'd say like, what are the, you know, today you have all these founders and entrepreneurs, it's a shiny word on LinkedIn, only sharing the good stuff. You rarely find someone sharing like the hard stuff. Yeah, but uh, you guys build in public, like your co-founder yeah. was on LinkedIn showing Sorry. how she was making these shirts yeah. that you guys are wearing. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I, I interrupted your answer. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, so no, like, we're going, I would say to your question is like, what are the things that suck as a, as a just founder or early stage employee at a, a startup? Right, no one ever asks that question. People generally just go share their, oh, we've raised 30 million, we raised 20 million, oh, you know, we've partnered with X, we've partnered with Y. Here are all the good stuff, which I think is good. But then you give this false image to a lot of folks that it's hard, like it's really hard and you just gotta keep going. And the harder it gets, that means you're doing some right stuff, you're doing the correct stuff. All right, and I think that you've delved into it a little bit, yeah. like what the journey is, what the yeah. struggle is, the build in public, the go from zero to one. Uh, I'm Brian Fink. He's Shelly Steckwell. We are powered by Olio today on the floor at HR Tech. We are at the Content Lounge. We are sponsored by Olio. Good luck, brother. Adam, appreciate it. Y'all have a great day.